Driving it home with Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Hello, hello, happy day after Thanksgiving Day. I don't know what you guys... Uh, it, it, is the, uh, it is the day after Thanksgiving. It is also Native American Heritage Day. So uh, I want I was wanted to line up some guests uh, for today, but a lot of people are busy and maybe offices are closed, but we will... This is kind of the same as I felt uh, on other holidays where I'm like, well, we should really uh, talk to experts in this. You know, what we should be doing is always be having these conversations. And, and I had last year a good friend of mine, Jim Rule, on the show who is uh, a Native American comedian. He's also now a producer in Los Angeles and is working on a lot of projects. And I felt really bad when I called him last year. I'm like, like I shouldn't just be calling Jim on Thanksgiving, which he says Native Americans call your welcome day. And <laughs> so I, I want to have those conversations all the time. And so we will uh, strive to make sure that we are having conversations with all of uh, the, the, with all the people who are amplifying stories, whether it's about veterans or Native Americans or individuals living with uh, physical or intellectual challenges. Uh, so, you know, today is the day after Thanksgiving, and it is traditionally known as Native American Heritage Day uh, to accord, you know, special honor on this day, celebrate our rich cultures, uh, accomplishments. And, uh, and and I, I'm trying to connect with the uh, history of my mom's side. Uh, my father was second generation Irish, and we have a lot of the genealogy and sort of the records of that side of my family documented as far as even down to the neighborhoods where my grandfather lived on the uh, south side and uh, my mother's side in she knows you know we have her records of uh, her birth and some information about her family uh, which she grew she was born in northern Mexico in the state of Coahuila and then moved to Mexico City and what I'm learning is, is about the the uh, native cultures that were a part of that area in northern Mexico. It's just very hard to trace specifically what tribes or groups of uh, natives that my mother's uh, family might have been connected to because when the Europeans came in and, and were not, not just you know colonizing but also sending missionaries and establishing churches and trying to convert Native Americans and First Nations people uh, to Catholicism, uh, there was also obviously a, not just a lot of violence, also uh, there was uh, a lot of illness and viruses and, and sickness that killed uh, many of the people that lived in the areas where my mother's uh, ancestors were from. And then there was also, uh, you know, they were trying to move north and then bumped up against other uh, cultures and societies where uh, there was uh, conflict and caused more, both blending of different tribes as well as uh, eliminating some of the population. So it's hard to track down. Also, the, the folks that, the, that part of that country where my mother's ancestors are from were more wanderers. They were hunters and gatherers and moved with the seasons, uh, lived off of the land, not necessarily establishing uh, the kind of uh, structures and storytelling that you find in you know places like uh, ancient parts of Mexico or, man, going to Mexico City opened my eyes to just how much we still don't know about ancient cultures, whether it's uh, obviously some of their traditions and their architecture. Uh, their the structure of their society. So we continue to learn these things, and I um, 
I'm fascinated by it, and I want to know more. It's it's a lot, and uh, and there's there are people that that obviously maintain the records are continuing to f- try to find individuals. They call it uh, you know scattered to the wind. They they do want to reclaim uh, part of the, as much as they can of people who are descendants of many of these nations. So that's some of the work that I've been doing, and uh, I'm curious. I want to know more because uh, not only to honor my ancestors, but to understand more about where I came from and what our history is. Because that's what you do again. I've talked about this. You, you you continue to be curious about whatever it is that inspires you, motivates you, informs your uh, approach to whether it's politics or your friendships or just the way we treat each other. Uh, the more we know, I think, understanding where we are in our place in history or in the universe, uh, I think can carry over in so many different ways. Here's Jim wants to talk politics. You want to talk politics on the day after Thanksgiving? Hey, Jim, how are you doing today? Hi, Patty. And the way, now that I'm a radio candidate, sir, I, I listen to all the religious stations, all the Republican stations, and they're all perplexed and they're all tearing their hair out. About and what? They can't figure out well, well, the autonomy over a human being's body. They, they don't want that to happen. They want guns in everybody's hand. Uh, any democratic, uh, any democratic move, and they go berserk. You know, they they, they they're so invested in the Republican Party. Even the religious stations are so invested in. It. I'll call the religious stations, and try to remind them that Biden's a, a devout Catholic. You know, no, we don't care. He's still, he's still abortion, abortion, abortion. That's all here. Which is insane. But I mean, I'm delighted with it. It's just fun to watch. But I can't wait to watch. Uh, Channel 11 tonight, though, you know, because they were completely wrong. I mean, they were totally wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were all wrong. If you took these people that are trapped, you'd walk out of there, you'd have to walk home. You know, you'd have to leave your car and walk home. Well, let me, Jim, I don't listen to a lot of those, uh, like the religious stations or the far right ones. Are they also losing their mind about, uh, because I was seeing people celebrate the shooting in Colorado Springs at Club Q and, and, you know, things like, uh, you know, people cheering it and saying it's good. And we don't even know if they were Christians, so maybe it's best that their souls are parted from the, the direct, or, or that they're not going to be able to harm kids anymore. Like just madness. Are you hearing any of that insanity as well on well, those stations? They, 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 they ignore any kind of shootings because they want to promote guns, and right. they all say that if we all get a gun and get target practice, go out in the yard, buy a gun. I don't care if your eyesight isn't that great or not. I'd have to put on two pairs of glasses and start shooting at the targets. Then one of these days, you're going to run into a shooter, an active shooter, you'll be able to shoot him first. Now, under that criteria, that would mean that everybody, the, the, the 380 million people in the United States, or 320 million, I don't know what it is now, would be armed with teeth, and they want the teachers to be armed. They call up and say, we want the teachers to be armed with the teeth. Yep. Now, you can imagine going to grammar school and your teeth. I guess I had a couple of teachers that if they did it, yeah. I, I don't think I'd be talking to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know but, that arming my teeth. Yeah, I, I, uh, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. think that's a real good idea. Not at all. You know, because that's a, your temper response. You know, that's when you've got a gun. Uh, but they're, they promote guns, the same thing. Anti, you know, they're anti-autonomy on anybody's uh, person. But they're willing to shoot anybody to drive a And uh Right. And that's about that's about the thing. But they're tearing their hair out, and I love that you listen to it because it's it's just delightful to to listen to, you know. Uh, 
how wrong they were. And they, this was going to be a black swan event, and you know the Democrats were going to be swept from the right. field. And, oh yeah, you know, and I, it's just it's just delightful to listen to it, Patty. As far as the American Indian goes, I mean, real quick, if I could say sure, this, of course, uh, if you if you look at Minnesota. Uh, Arizona, they're starting to vote as a black now. They're voting Democratic as a black. Uh, they they finally you got their sea legs. They understand that uh, you know they get these treaties verified and so on that they have to get political power. It's just like any uh, you know poor people or anybody to get any leverage. You got to have a voting black. Right. But anyway, Patty, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I hope the kids are right and your family's okay. And thanks for taking my call, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Jim. Have a great rest of your day. Let's take a break here. 773-763-9278 is the number to call and join our conversation. We are uh, talking about uh, Native American Heritage Day as well as how you might have spent your Thanksgiving. Uh, we'll talk more when we come back on Driving It Home with me, Patty Vasquez. We're here till 7 o'clock. And we want to thank our sponsors, Kids Above. Above all, Warren Price from European and U.S. Car Service and our friends Kirk, Kirk Bankstead and everybody at Monaco Brewing. Uh, by the way, uh, I do love Lady B. I like the way the camera's like pulled back now the, so we can see more. It, and it's like not just my face. The lighting looks better. If you're watching a Facebook live stream, you'll know what I'm talking about. So you can watch the show there. Uh, and we're going to have a, a couple of guests uh, at the, in the 6 o'clock hour to talk about uh, small business, shopping small business Saturday. Uh, a lot of folks, I love that in the news are talking about how we are def- finally changing the way uh, we spend uh, Friday after Thanksgiving. So 773-763-9278 is the number to join our conversation on Driving It Home Till 7 on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. For accurate news coverage. I will tell you what Donald Trump is doing is not only an exercise in ego, but it's dangerous to the future of this country. Like you, the United States wants this war to end. The only country standing in the way of that is Russia. And factual conversations. The Republicans are defending a system that is in place today that allows murderers and rapists and domestic abusers to buy their way out of jail. Chicago's progressive talk. The hospitality industry is at the top of that list, and I'm confident that this ordinance will help them. WCPT 820. WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk, where facts matter. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Monaco Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at A&S Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Granite Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. We are live today, uh, this day after Thanksgiving, and I, I was trying to do some research on Native American Heritage Day, and I hadn't, I don't, it's amazing the things that are, uh, that are, Established as uh, national days of whether acknowledgement or uh, remembrance and things like that. This has been around since 1915, and I don't think most of us even realize that. So let's endeavor to do better, not just today, but every day. Mirna's on the line. Hey, Mirna, how are you doing today? Estoy muy bien, ¿y tú, papi? Ah, 
un poquito cansada porque mi hijo no, no dormía muy, muy bien en la noche, en la mañana también. He was, oh, yo tampoco. He was awake. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My son didn't sleep very well last night. I just realized I don't speak Spanish well, but I think Mirna got what I was saying. Um, yeah, my son Declan didn't sleep very well. And then this morning, so he was awake at like two in the morning uh, for a while. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, he's, he's okay. He gets frustrated because he can't move around like he used to. So it's uh, it's a little more work. How How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it's nice and quiet. Everyone stays home in my family because everyone has different uh, work schedules. So it's kind of hard for us to kind of plan anything to get together. Sure. So it's uh, like everyone stays home and just kind of chills, you know, just enjoys the day relaxing. Nice. But uh, I wanted some information. Um, you said your mom is from Coahuila. Yes, from northern area, Mexico. Yes. Like like you said, uh, that area is—it's it, hard to get specifics when you do like your um, your DNA testing. Right. It, it's kind of vague. The information comes back to you. But um, there's a place I'll email you some information. If you're, are you familiar with Copper Canyon? I am familiar with Copper Canyon. You've been there, or you're, I feel like we drove. Walking? I feel like we drove through Copper Canyon. Uh, I'm not sure. No, I don't think we did drive through Copper Canyon. Tell, tell us a little bit more about uh, Copper Canyon. Uh, Copper Canyon is actually lar- it's a canyon that's larger than the Grand Canyon in the United States. It is the home to the Tarahumara Indians, which mm-hmm. are the more known of the Indian tribes in that area. Uh, they're also called Raramuri. That's what they call themselves. Uh, there's a possibility that your mom might be part that Almada you know, or one of the other smaller or lesser-known lesser tribes. And Copper Canyon has this really cool, if anyone is interested in looking it up, they have this really cool train ride to get you to and from. Oh, neat. And uh, beautiful scenery. Um, it, it goes from one extreme to another as far as temperature. You go to the upper area, and it, it could be freezing and snowing. And you go down to the base of the canyon, and it's almost like tropical weather down mm. there. The, the train makes several stops. You could stay in some of the towns along the way. Uh, they have you know hotels, motels, and restaurants. And it's all, it, it's so very, um, I can't even explain that completely, but it's an experience that you'll enjoy. I would, I, yes, I know that I've, I know that I've never been there because I don't believe I've been in the area, like in that part of Mexico. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate that. That sounds amazing. I, I'm looking up right now, like at the tours and everything, and some of the, the images are staggeringly beautiful. Oh yeah, and you can go on YouTube and get some of like some of the tourists that have gone there who posted uh, their actual videos too, so you get more of a feel of what it's like to be on the train traveling. You know. And it's right on the train tracks run on the side of the mountain. So it's not like you're, you know, you're not able to see what's around you. It's, uh, there are some areas where you think you're going to, the train is just going to like fall over the cliff and, you know, land all the way at the canyon. But it, like I said, if you, anyone is interested, go on YouTube and check out Copper Canyon and you'll get to see some of the images of the Raramuri or Taromara. They are known as runners. They are, they actually, they were in a competition a few weeks ago. They won first, second, and third uh, place. Wow. They, the funny thing is, they don't wear, you're, you'll notice their shoes, 
They're not gym shoes. They're not your basic shoes. A lot of them make sandals or huaraches, and they run with those. Some of them run barefoot, and they're long-distance runners. And uh, like I said, they're they're world-renowned when it comes to running because of their ability to be able to run long distances without resting, and sometimes barefoot, sometimes with hardly any type of shoe Mm. uh, on them. That uh, is my contribution to yourself today. There you go. Appreciate that. Yeah. No, I have to look more into. I'll have to look into that more. As I appreciate it. I'm fascinated. No problem. I don't. I personally don't like to run, so I don't think I got that part of my ancestors uh, passed down to me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you miss that gene, okay? That's all it is. (laughs) Right, gene. Right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Have you done? Have you ever done your DNA testing? Uh, I have not, but my one of my nieces did it, and that's how I was able to see where it's very vague in that part of the area of right. trying to find what parts when they part. Of- well, here part of the what I'm, I'm finding about the quality Quali- uh they lived in. This is in South the South Texas Plain, reaching down into into Mexico. Uh, they were not a, as I mentioned, not like a one unified group. They were uh, many groups that sort of lived near each other. They hunted for animals like deer and rabbits. They also, ate, you know, ate a lot of uh, nuts and a lot of uh, sh- like whatever came off of the shrubs, uh, roots, roots and fruit, and they gathered a lot of plants. Um, but it's an environment that's a lot uh, harsher, you know, along the Rio Grande in some areas. So they were constantly on the move. Even like in some cases, it looks as though they were moving daily. So they didn't really build much. They didn't leave behind uh, structures and things like that. And they did. Uh, they were they, by 1800. There were very few left because of disease and violence from uh, sed- from the settlement of Europeans. Yeah, that's pretty sad. What happened? Yeah. And it's rough. It's, it's, it's um, yeah, and I think it's something that should be included in our history classes. In you know, well, God forbid. Are you kidding? We don't even want to talk about how race affects anything. There's no. <laughs> talk about how the people were how how Native Americans were slaughtered and uh, given blankets mm-hmm. covered in disease and forced to walk to other places, and that there were promises made continually broken. I mean, we talked about how uh, no one really wants to discuss how Abraham Lincoln ordered the execution of the largest number of. Uh, of people when uh, he executed Native Americans in uh, in Minnesota, I think it was thirty seven. Yeah, they remember everything about him except that part. Well, there's, I mean, you know, typical. Well, right. There's a lot. There's a lot there. And so, look, everyone's complicated. Well, have you ever have you ever seen the movie Lincoln with uh, Daniel Day Lewis? Uh, not the whole thing, just bits and pieces. It's of good. It. It's really good. It also reminds you that you know, in order that it, it's like, a, what do they say? You got to break a few dishes. And what's the? You, you, they basically had to do some bad things in order to accomplish a great thing, which was making deals and and offering people jobs and paying people off and things like that in order to uh, to pass the sort of legislation that would end slavery and prohibit it from being uh, able to exist again in the United States. Yeah, yeah. And the tradition continues. Even in modern times. So. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Hopefully the next trip that you take your mom on will be to Copper Canyon and we'll be able to see it, you know, through your view. Yeah, that sounds okay. great. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Have a great evening and we'll talk to you later.
Take care, Marina. All right. Take care. Thank, thank you. Bye bye. Yeah, I, I do need to learn more about my about my past and uh and, and but it is hard. There's so many uh when you go when you travel further south or other parts of Mexico and of course we know about uh some of the ancient pyramids of other cultures in Latin America. Uh, but I uh but the, the roving tribes and groups of Native Americans, it's very hard to trace all of that. And uh just doing my best to piece it all together. And, and contemplate that today on Native American Heritage Day, which is always the day after Thanksgiving, as or as Jim Rule, my Native American friend, calls it. You're welcome, Day. Let's take a break here. I'll be updating you with traffic in just a moment. Give us a call at 773-763-9278. That's the number to join our conversation by calling, or you can text if you're not able to call right now. Again, the number 773-763-WCPT. More in a moment. This is WCPT 820, where you can hear the Stephanie Miller Show every weekday, 8 to 11 a.m., because facts matter. This is WCPT 820, where facts matter. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible democratic socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at A&S Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Grand Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez. In your communities in Chicago. On WCPT 820. By the way, I'm fascinated uh, following, uh, I find it fascinating to follow folks who are really into the World Cup. Uh, I am not, I I don't think that soccer's boring. It's just like hockey. I think hockey's great. I just don't, I don't watch hockey, don't follow it. Uh, There's certain sports that really captures the imagination and the hearts of people all over the world and and this isn't uh, I, I, maybe just in general I don't follow sports as much as I used to but man people are fired up a lot of jokes on the northwest side when it was Poland against the United States against uh, Mexico Mexico versus Poland uh, don't bother trying to get your car fixed people were saying or go to a, uh, <laughs> to a bakery or it's going to be very quiet I remember one year I was at an Italian bakery in Harwood Heights and this woman was really excited about the game and, and she looked at me. She's like, well, you're Italian, aren't you? And I was like, no, I'm Mexican. And she gave me the dirtiest look. I, I don't know if it was a year that uh, Mexico had done very well and maybe Italy did not. But she was very disappointed that I was not Italian. But man, people are fired up about the World Cup. That's what, what's happening right now, right? Is a World Cup. Believe me, it's a soccer thing. She, she and I are like, I think it's got to be. It's got to be. The, and, and it's not every year, right? I don't I don't know. I, this is one of those ones where I like laugh when people don't know about football. And I'm like, oh, you poor thing. And now I'm here. I am. I, I'm pretty sure it's the World Cup. People are very fired up. Uh, folks going back and forth about how there should never be a sport where there's a tie. And I was asking my husband. I'm like, yeah, how does that work? If you end up in a tie, and he said, well, it depends on how other what a team other teams win or lose. And yeah, I still don't get it. I mean, I love. Don't get me wrong. I love Ted Lasso. Have you ever seen Ted, the series Ted Lasso? Oh. Lady B, it's a, it's a, you know what, I, I think I have, do you have a DVD player? 
I'm gonna get you some. I'm gonna get you the DVDs of Ted Lasso. It's a really sweet series on the on. Uh, is it on Apple? I think it's Apple TV. Uh, and I don't even. It's so bad. I don't know the actor's name that it was previously from uh, Saturday Night Live. But it's such a sweet show. It's sort of this uh, just very uh, unique coach who was a football coach in the United States, and then he gets uh, recruited to coach a soccer team in England for. And this woman that brings him over essentially is hoping that it will destroy the soccer. She's she and her now ex husband um, had owned the soccer team together, and she kind of wants to destroy it by bringing in this very quirky, let's say quirky, uh, soccer coach played by Jason Sudeikis, um, which is it's a really I highly recommend the series. Lady B. It's it's got just a big heart. So that's really the only soccer I, I follow would be uh, the soccer I watch on Ted Lasso. <laughs> Let's get to uh, Brian uh, wants to call and join our conversation. Hi, Brian and Joliet. What's on your mind, my friend? Well, hi, Patty. Hope you had a nice holiday. And uh, and uh, so, uh, you were saying today is uh, Native American Day or uh, Native American uh, Heritage Day? Correct. Yes. Well, uh, oh, back in the spring semester of 1982, uh, for my master's degree in philosophy, I took a course on uh, Native American philosophy. It was mainly North American uh, Native Americans, and I wrote the paper. It was on uh, the, uh, unfortunately, no longer have it, uh, but uh, it was on uh, images of... Uh, Native Americans on television and movies and uh, creativity, and uh, it dealt a lot about all the uh, negative uh, stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really uh, didn't really change much until 1970. With uh, uh, did you ever see the film Little Big Man? Is it the one with Dustin Hoffman? Mm-hmm. Yes, I believe I saw it when I was younger. Refresh my memory. Yeah, well, that one uh, gives uh, uh, is a very positive uh, view. Also, uh, I will fight no more forever. That's about uh, Chief Joseph and the Nez Perce. Did you ever see that one? I ne- definitely did not see that one. Well, that one's worth it. And also a Bill Moyers documentary. It was about 30 years ago. Uh, all this stuff was good. Uh, it was on PBS. Bill Moyers with Oren Lyons, and he's a spiritual leader of uh, uh, Iroquois, uh, uh, Iroquois uh, nations. They had a form of democracy, and it was a matriarchy, if you didn't know that. Um, and uh, and uh, what else uh, in terms of uh, religion? Uh, uh, the, uh, uh, the I remember the professor saying that uh, you know they were bringing uh, uh, the Europeans their own form of uh, Catholicism and forcing it on them, and uh, they already had a religion and uh, believed in uh, uh, you know uh, a great uh, creative. Uh, Spirit or God, if you will, uh, they had no conception of eternal punishment that I read, you know. But they essentially already had a form of Christianity, and so uh, I just, uh, you know, just some uh, general thoughts. Uh, I remember 
uh, one of the quotes, uh, uh, the stereotypes were so bad before 1970 on Native Americans that uh, uh, one of the authors uh, put a quote, uh, he said that when he was growing up, uh, he was actually <laughs> thinking that the Native Americans were the uh, uh, bad guys and the uh, Europeans were the good guys until he got older and started reading and realizing it was uh, uh, yeah. it was uh, a genocide against the Native Americans. Yeah. yeah, there's this, you know, the idea that uh, when the Europeans came here and with their own ideas of what society or culture or religion should look like and, and and basically, you know, words like savages and barbarians and uh, uneducated, because, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot. I feel as though there's some gene in human beings that basically says, well, I wouldn't do it that way, so I'm going to make you do it my way, right? That I don't like the way you're doing I don't like the way you're living. I mean, because Native American uh, religion in general or the idea of spirituality tends to revolve around connection with the with nature, uh, right. with, uh, you know, and kind Kind of, for the most part, my understanding is that, in essence, human beings are good. Whereas there's this idea of like, you know, we have to impose all these restrictions and laws because, left to our own devices, human beings are bad. It seems that that's the kind of counter perspective. Well, you got it. There was more of a balance uh, with Native Americans between the individual and the rest of nature right. than uh, with the Europeans. And it was, uh, yeah, uh, some of it, a lot of it had to do with religion. A whole lot of it just had to do with pure greed and economics. And, uh, you know, we'll just uh, take their lands from them. Right. You know, and that still goes on, uh, quite frankly, yes. it's still going on to this day. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's very much, there's something in the human brain that seems to say, I, well, I wouldn't do it that way, so let me make you do it my way. I'm trying, I'm working on a bit, Lady B. It's the, it's the kernel of an idea that I'm trying to work on, but that's uh, that's what it comes, it's just like, whereas a lot of Native American tradition is like non-interference, live and let be, you know, live and let live. And uh, a lot of folks don't seem to be able to want to do that. And not only that, but turn to violence in order to for- coerce others into someone else's way of thinking. Thank you so much for calling in, Brian. Great conversation. Well, uh, well, thank you very much, Patty. Have a wonderful day. You as well. Thank you. Thank you. Let's take a break here. We've got Dave on hold. We'll get your call when we come back. If you want to join us, 773-763-9278 is a number to jump on and, and give us a call and join the conversation. Or you can text to the same number. We'll be here till 7. I'm driving it home. Coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk to some local businesses. Our friend Lilia from Collective, uh, giving you the opportunity to shop local, to learn more about shopping local tomorrow and beyond. And our friends from Doty Liquors is going to join us. I haven't seen them in years. They brought me a lovely gift one year. We're going to be on the phone with our friend Faye from Doty Liquors in Elmhurst. More in a moment on Driving It Home with me, Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820, Heartland Signal. You're listening to WCPT 820, because facts matter. Listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. We are driving it home, uh, even though it may not be a rush hour kind of day. Uh, I wanted to come in. I'm actually going to be in Rockford at Francesca's. I'm going to be in Rockford for a show with Kevin Bozeman, who is one of the greatest comics 
around, and I'm so excited to work with him tonight. We'll be in Francesca's. The show is at 9 o'clock. There might still be tickets tonight, so that's my show that I'm doing tonight. And on, ooh, Lady B, will you hate me if I give away some tickets to the Laugh Factory? Okay, I'm going to give away tickets to the Laugh Factory. 773-763-9278. Uh, callers number three and four, two pairs of tickets of we've got to give away for the Laugh Factory. I'll be at the Laugh Factory this Sunday at 7 o'clock. An amazing lineup. We have Dwayne Kennedy, Matthew Torres, Chris Walker. We have Audrey Jonas uh, Ed joining us this uh, Sunday. And I've got more shows coming up in December that I'll let you know about. But first, today in Rockford at Francesca's. Uh, it's a great restaurant there in Rockford. I'll be there with Kevin Bozeman starting at 9 o'clock. And Sunday, we'll, I will be at the Laugh Factory. So give us a call at 773-763-9278 to win a pair of tickets to see us at the Laugh Factory this Sunday. And we have on the line with us now Dave in Hoffman Estates. Hey, Dave. Happy Native American Heritage Day. And I uh, hope you had a lovely Thanksgiving. Hi. Yes, I'm back at you. The, uh, let's not forget what else the Europeans brought to the Indians, Native American Indians. Were, they, when they first came across, too, they had, they gave them, when they gave them coals, the darn near yeah. wiped them out because they didn't have uh, immunity. To, exactly. And then, uh, of course, whiskey. Turned them on to whiskey. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the evils of that. And there's also... Um, that they just had on the news the other day about this. She's a, I believe she had been a, a representative for Obama. This Teehee, her last name, and so she's trying to trying to get her on as a representative for the Cherokee, you know, nations and not, you know the all of the na- uh, native nations. But she wouldn't have the ability to vote, but still be a representative. Right. She's a delegate. And, she's right. She's a delegate yeah. to Congress. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it was uh, something that was promised. From the U.S. way back in 1800 and I don't know 30 or 50 or something like that, that they, they would do that, and they still haven't lived up to that promise. Yeah, it was a it's a treaty. I'm I'm doing a, the fast research. Uh, okay, there's the, the the Cherokee na- Nation is calling for the U.S. to enforce an 1835 treaty, uh, in which they promised uh, to uh, uphold their right to a non-voting delegate. It is a non-voting delegate. Uh, it was a treaty of Chota that they signed with the United States. Uh, the treaty uh, in the treaty, representatives of the nation ceded seven million acres of ancestral land to the United States government, and were forcibly relocated to modern day Oklahoma during what is we all know a trail of tears. And Kim Teehee, which you, who you were talking about, uh, has has spoken about the treaty's history and why the nation has cho- is choosing now to demand uh, the uh, upholding of the United States part of the treaty. Yeah, and I've I seen something before in uh, Obama's administration. She had been some kind of uh, liaison or something for you know native native uh, peoples and that to, to Obama earlier on. Right, and and of course you got uh, this Hovland is uh, Interior or something like that, Secretary of Interior, another native. Oh right, right. First, and I, but I was going to tell you, did you read that story I emailed you about the? Uh, on um, our, our buddy Kevin McCarthy, were back four years ago when he was House Majority then, and how his family benefited from a U.S. program for minorities based on disputed ancestry. Uh, no, I did not see that. That one I didn't get. Let well, me. You got, the, you got the email. You got to read it. His uh, brother-in-law on that, the co-owner, and that it was called Vortex Construction. He was the principal owner, and his. Um, brother-in-law to McCarthy, 
and McCarthy's wife. Now, they received a total of $7.6 million in no bid and other prime federal contracts since 2000. And this company is also co-owned by his mother-in-law, <laughs> employees his father-in-law and sister-in-law. And McCarthy's wife was a partner in Vortex in the early 90s. And he's trying to claim that he belongs to this, um, that he's one-eighth Cherokee, he's trying to say. And that he is a member of a group called the Northern Cherokee Nation, which has no federal or state recognition as a legitimate tribe. Mm. It is considered a fraud by leaders of tribes that have federal recognition. And that's um, it's a good chance you should read it. It's, uh, you know, like I saw Lady B, I see they want to start doing this, this crap on uh, Hunter Biden. Well, let's do a little investigation on uh, on uh, Kevin McCarthy's family. Right. Yeah, no, I, I hey, look, it's it's going to be two years of just uh, yeah, investigations and, and, and trying to, uh, it, again, with no solutions to all the things they said were problematic, right? Whether it was crime or whether it was inflation or uh, jobs and all these things and nothing. No, no conversation about truly doing their job. Right. But then the flip side, why should we just suddenly start shuffling to the gallows because they said so. Right. Do the same thing they did. We can sit there and obfuscate and sue them and, you know, do whatnot. I mean, what's good for the goose is good for the gander, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know how much of this back and forth, but I mean, like, it doesn't matter. Like, here's the thing. We can do all that and say, look what they're doing. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like hypocrisy doesn't bother conservatives It does it, because right. it, it, there's nothing that they will allow to penetrate or change their already pre-established conceptions, their misconceptions, right? They've already embraced lies. They, they would rather be cruel and intolerant than have a conversation. Right, but like as even when Trump got the first time, he said what he was going to do, and then when he did it, they were just shocked, shocked. I tell you, You're right? And he, and they're doing the same thing. They're telling what they are going to do when they took power. So we should be able to try to counter them before it happens, and not be sitting there like we're blindsided. That's what I'm saying. It's, right. So, well, anywho, let me clear up. No, no, no. I just, I just think anytime we say, well, what about this? You know, it just never, it doesn't penetrate. And then the what aboutism is like just such an endless barrel of crazy. Right. And, and the sad <laughs> part is they all forget who they're representing. Right. It's all about just power and how long they can stay in office and not, you know, they're representing us. Yeah. By the way, have you seen this horrifying video of the dad of the shooter in Colorado Springs? Where he's like, I'm just glad he was, because he, he found out that it was at a gay bar. He was like, I, I, was, I was like, is he gay? Oh, oh, well, at least he's not gay. I, I'm a, I'm a conservative Republican, and he, you know, we don't, t- we don't accept that. And I was just like, your son killed people, and all he was worried about was whether or not his, whether or not his son was gay. It's, it's insane. So oh, yeah. the one thing I did see was that picture of that shooter, and I wish that that dancer would have spiked him in the eyes with them heels. Yeah, really. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> well, yeah. No, I mean, there's nothing else blind them for life, you know? Right. So I'm so trying to understand this story that you sent. So, I, you know, this is something like, you know, people often think, well, if I'm if I'm a certain percentage. So we're talking going back to the story about House Majority Leader Kevin uh, McCarthy, whose family benefited from a program that, uh, you know, basically you get subsidies or you get uh, special recognition or uh, elevated uh, consideration for projects, depending on the state that you're in. So they apparently qualified 
for uh, a no-bid contract because he claimed to be part Cherokee. Is this right? Right. He, he claimed to be one-eighth Cherokee and, and tried to say he belonged to this northern nation, the Cherokees, of which all the other three nations of Cherokees that did not exist, and it's a you know it's a fraud. Well, and the other thing, I mean, because saying that you like here, I'm I'm one quarter Native American, right? My mom is almost half, and so, but but the criteria, and this was the thing we the conversation we had around Elizabeth Warren, and when she found out that she was barely even the the tribal nations in general say it's about you know making the effort of connecting with that tribe or that those nations or the organizations that are trying to. Um, maintain the list of where uh, people have been scattered to you know, throughout the the country and around the world that uh, that it's your it's you have to be participate you have to seek that out so anytime that something like this happens it shouldn't just be like someone's claim it's like so where are you registered you know what work have you done to maintain that relationship with your with your lost nations things like that don't you think sure yeah yeah and you know so it's this guy's fraud, though. He's taking money. He should, you know, later on, he bailed out of the thing after the SBA. And I looked in, if you read on in that story, then he, they should have to pay back the country. Yeah. They absolutely should. And this goes back to everything where any sort of uh, special consideration is given or we give tax breaks. And we talked about this the other day when it comes to corporations, when Boeing was here and they said, well, you know, we're going to we're going to leave this. We don't like the taxes here. And we gave them massive amounts of tax breaks in order to lure them here. And there's never some accountability to any of these deals, it seems. I don't believe we don't think I don't we don't know that here in Happy Hoff in the States when they they gave Sears tax free for twenty years under the late Mayor O'Malley and then after that sunsetted the Mayor McLeod gave him another ten years and right after that that's when he started closing up and laying people off. So yeah. we know about that. Yep. Yeah, no. It's uh, I, there should be some sort of a contract, like a binding contract. Look, we we seem to be subject to binding contracts. Just look at the deal we made with the parking meters in Chicago, right? That in order to yeah. shore up a budget, you know, an imbalanced budget or uh, this amount they wanted to use for uh, basically a stopgap solution, uh, and we are going to be basically like the money that we got from that we used up in two years, and that contract is, is for seventy five years. Or something ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Terrible. Anywho, let me let you go. All right. Take it. Talk Absolutely. Good talking to you, and hope you all had a great Thanksgiving also. Uh, thank you so much, Dave. Have a great evening. We'll talk to you later. Yep. Thank you so yeah, much. Have a good weekend, too. You too. Well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And f- let me know, folks, what your plans are for Small Business Saturday. Uh, tomorrow, of course, Small Business Saturday will be, uh, that's one of my favorite things. I, I'm trying so hard not to buy things from big box stores or, or shopping or those traditional places where you can get something delivered by the end of the day. I mean, look, it is, of course, it's tempting, but uh, we're very excited that uh, to amplify the stories of some small businesses. I encourage you, if you're in the Chicago area to go to Block Club Chicago. They have uh, they have profiled a lot of great small businesses all over Chicago. If you're looking for a neighborhood, maybe go to a neighborhood that you're not familiar with and you want to support that community. Uh, they 
uh, did all kinds of uh, great write-ups of from Beverly all the way to Jefferson Park. They covered Humboldt and Logan Square and Wicker Park to the Loop and uh, you know to River North to uh, of course Rogers Park all over the city. So go to Block Club Chicago and they've got an incredible collection of stories uh, about all the great small businesses. There's also if you go to Thrillist.com, you can find out where to shop on Small Business Saturday as well. Everything from furniture stores to uh, consignment stores. You've got maybe your uh, you know jewelry. And we're going to talk to our friend Lilia from Collective because uh, they have such a great range of uh, gift ideas there. And we're going to talk to our friend Faye from Doty Liquors, where, of course, you can uh, find out more about Monaco Brewing and all the great products I carry. I have a fond memory of our friends from Doty uh, Liquors because uh, when I was at another station, they came in one time and they brought me a hockey, a glass hockey stick. She has posted the photo again. A glass hockey stick about, I would say about uh, almost three feet long that was filled with vodka. And it was, yeah, that was in my, that was in my office. I was surprised at how long it lasted in my office because we, I didn't have a lock on my door. So you never knew if uh, people wanted to sneak in, but that was a really fun uh, gift that they brought me. Let's take a break here. We'll come back and talk Small Business Saturday. Give us a call if you have a small business you would like to profile and let us know, you know, where are you shopping tomorrow? 773-763-9278 is a number to let us know. On Driving It Home with me, Patty Vasquez. We're here till 7 on the Heartland Signal. Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCPT 820, where facts matter. Listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. We are so excited to check in with uh, someone I haven't seen in a few years. We're talking to Faye from Doty Liquors in Elmhurst. Hey, do- hey how are you doing, Faye? Oh, one second. Hello, Faye. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Thank you so much for taking some time to check in with us. Uh, we're so excited to let people know about some of the small businesses in the area. Want to let folks know that Doty Liquors is at 104 East Fullerton Avenue in Elmhurst. Uh, I wanted to check in and see, first of all, how have you been? How has the holiday season been for you guys? It's been great. Like, you know, like the season's been awesome for us. Like, we just had several new store picks and, you know, all of our customers have been really great in supporting us and we got to see everyone over the holidays so it's been really good for us uh, outstanding and uh, i know that you guys are also uh folks that carry monaco brewing uh how did how were sales like ahead of the election were people like stocking up because they they just needed something to get them through the stress of the election day Honestly, like once we got Monaco and there were so many people that came in specifically because they'd been going all the way to Wisconsin before and they were happy just to save on gas and time, not have to drive all the way out there to be able to support them. So it was, you know, it was really good to see how many people really, you know, were behind them and were willing to support them to that extent. I love that. I, I uh, and I know that everywhere that we've got uh, choice seltzer, that seems to be one of the because it's it's kind of a nice light seltzer, and it's also f- supporting a good a good cause for some folks who want to get behind that. Uh, how were some of the uh, holiday tastings? I know you guys were uh, hosting tastings for folks ahead of Thanksgiving. Uh, how are because fo- people really like to get into that mood of like what's going to go with this or what kind of cocktails should I make? You guys are doing a lot of events like that, aren't you? Yes, we try to do them like every weekend if possible, and we just had our Thanksgiving tasting over the weekend, so we had the Choice Seltzer and the Kamala Stout tasting, so everyone really, really loved the grapefruit, and, you know, it was it was good to see people that wanted to support and be able to, you know, give back to Planned Parenthood in Wisconsin. 
Yeah, I, I do. I love that. What were, what, as far as like some of the other things that you guys are featuring, uh, what was really popular for Thanksgiving dinner? I know I'm, I'm guessing a lot of wines, but our folks, because it, it seems like there was sort of this this high point of like people have making bourbon cocktails and uh, gin seemed to be popular. What was what were some of the uh, the beverages that people were purchasing for Thanksgiving celebrations? Everyone was hitting up, you know, going for all the new bourbons. You know, bourbon and tequila have really, really been big lately. So we have our bourbon raffle going, and we have the Pappy Van Winkle and the Old Forester birthday bourbon. And everyone's been looking forward to that, you know, this season all year. So we've had a lot of people coming out to, you know, enter our bourbon raffle and, you know, be able to support us with our uh, private barrel selection. Ooh. Okay. Well, first of all, tell yeah, us about the so bourbon have- raffle. What's How do people get uh, get involved in that? So we do a lot of our own private barrel picks from the, you know, the actual distilleries. A lot of our customers that have you know, been shopping with us for a long time will get involved, and we personally select the barrels. To, to enter our raffle, all you have to do is purchase one of our store selections, and you're automatically entered to be able to buy any of the, I believe we have eight different allocated bottles. So we have some of the Pappy and Old Forester birthday bourbon. We have some really, really cool you know, exciting products that, you know, we've been waiting all year to be able to get. I love We have all of it. those open to be able to try as well. What, uh, what, now, what do you guys have planned for Small Business Saturday tomorrow? We actually continued our Black Friday sale and through the 30th. So we have a whole bunch of bourbons on sale. We have a lot of different products open to be able to sample every single day, regardless of whether or not we have an official tasting going. That's a, that's a we fan. have, you know, our bourbon raffle, and we have, you know, our uh, Black Friday going until this 30th. That's outstanding. Okay, now, you mentioned that tequila is really popular this year, and I know there are folks that have, like, a bad experience somewhere in their lives, sometime in their lives with tequila, and I get the feeling they didn't have the good stuff. I mean, tequila has changed a lot in the last decade or so, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Honestly, I didn't even like it until about a couple weeks ago when somebody actually let me try a local tequila called John Basil. And it honestly changed my perspective on it. And I, like, completely started looking into things, found out, you know, that it was a local business. And we started building up our tequila selection a lot over the past couple months, you know, kind of as a result of that. Because, you know, you try, uh, you know, Jose Cuervo or some of the other products, you kind of get a little intimidated and scared away from it. Oh, yeah. There's a reason why they put so much, like, there's a reason it's in a margarita. It's so the taste can be buried by all the sour mix or the lemon and all that uh, and the triple sec. Yeah, absolutely. Th- that's the reason they put that in there because, like, bad tequila tastes like you licked an ashtray. But good tequila <laughs> can have, like, notes of, like, caramel, have a smokiness, not not, not necessarily mezcal. Mezcal is a whole different uh, arena altogether. But I had, a, like, a reposado. I think it was Casa Amigos or something. And uh, I was like, okay, this is a different. This is a different drink altogether, right? I mean, like it's sipping on the rocks kind of stuff. If you if you have the good stuff, exactly. And it's been really cool because a lot of the more you know authentic, you know, good quality tequilas are small family owned businesses, and they're trying to you know maintain that integrity and the quality without adding you know the artificial flavors and the sweeteners and the dyes. So it's it's really cool to also be able to support you know other family businesses. What was the name of the local tequila maker that you mentioned? I'm like, I'm, I got my pen and paper out. <laughs> like, wait, what did you John say? John Basil. John Basil? 
Yes. He's actually just made it on a Forbes 30 under 30. Nice. Yeah, I had no idea there was a local tequila maker. I mean, obviously, we have some great distilleries. And that's another area that's been growing for years, whether it's Quincy Market or CH or Caval, like a lot of those. What are some of your other favorite local distilleries? We actually have a good couple of really great distilleries next to us. We have there's Dancing Goat. We also supported Driftless Glen over in Baraboo, Wisconsin. We have picks from Starlight over in Indiana. Ooh. So it's, it's really cool to be able to kind of be able to interact and do business while they're kind of getting their start before they're, you know, able to, you know, kind of help them be able to grow as, you know, they're helping us. Have you guys uh, carried, have you, have you tried the Dead Drop from uh, Thornton Distillery out over on the south side? No, I don't believe I have. Oh, you got to try Dead Drop. And they also make an absinthe. And they, and they have the most amazing bottles. You've got If you get a chance, if you have anybody representing uh, Thornton or reach out to them, they're fantastic. We took a tour of their distillery. And it's by the quarry. Like, I don't know anything about the South Side. Me and Jerry drove out there, and it was like I was like, what is this quarry? It's like, oh, yeah. Like, when we were kids, we would always drive past this. And, and like, I bet you some people just thought it was like a, a, a natural landmark. But it's, uh, it, it, was a, it, it goes all the way back to, like, the mid-1800s when it was a, uh, a brewery and now it's a distillery and they have like this, they, they, they can tap down all the way down into the limestone so they have a natural spring underneath the distillery. It's amazing. Highly recommend. That is amazing. Yeah. You've got to ch- also there's a uh, Cobalt local yep. local business too. And their products are absolutely amazing and we carry them as well. Outstanding. Again, we're talking to Faye from Do is it I'm pronouncing it right. I remember I asked you this last time when you guys were in studio at another station, but is it Dottie? Doty? Make sure I'm saying this right. It's Doty. Doty, excellent. So it's Doty Liquors at 104 East Fullerton Avenue in Elmhurst. Uh, what uh, what what are your hours tomorrow? We're going to be open from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Excellent. And do you have more events coming up? More tasting events for uh, for the holidays for folks to try something new? Yes, we actually have our uh, Bourbon County release party coming up the Ooh. next Saturday. It's going to be at 9 a.m. So we're going to have. All of the new exciting products from Bourbon, uh, Bourbon County, and we actually have a lot of the the special items from the past couple years we've saved too. Outstanding! I, I want to encourage folks uh, if you if you're stocking up, if you want to, you know, you have somebody in your life that maybe likes a certain type of uh, of, of liqueur or a spirit, uh, check out Dottie Liquors. Uh, and I, I really someday we'd love to have you back in studio. Or what I could do, maybe I should go do. A, should we do a broadcast from Lady B's? Like, do not go do a broadcast during a tasting. Yeah, I think we should go do a broadcast from Dottie Liquors. Absolutely. All, all all I need is an outlet and a couple of chairs for me and Lady B. We'll be all set. We could get Minocqua, you know, get yeah. Minocqua involved. Absolutely. I would love that. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So tomorrow is Small Business Saturday. We're encouraging you to go in your neighborhoods or check out a neighborhood you haven't been to before. Avoid all the big stores. Go to the mom and pop joints and uh, stop by Doty's Liquors. Tell them that uh, Patty sent you. Patty and Faye sent you to check out their selection. Thank you so much, Faye. Happy holiday season. We'll talk to you again and set something up to come out there and broadcast. All right, look forward to it. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. Talk to you soon. And we are going to take a break here. 773-763 is a number to join our conversation. And uh, let me know what businesses you would like us to know about. Uh, what's in your neighborhood? Where should we go shopping over by you? We'll continue on Driving at Home with me, Patty Vasquez, on WCPT Heartland Signal. Because facts matter. You are listening to WCPT 820. 
Ed from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at A&S Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Granite Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Sorry about that. I was uh, running to, uh, you know, it's the holiday season and I'm like trying to, trying to like manage a whole bunch of things. Lilia joins me in studio from, collect, is it Collective or Collective. We answer to both. <laughs> we answer to both. We nod and smile, yes. We have been working together for about, what, a couple of years with the Jefferson Park Sunday Market. Yep. And uh, and you have, so Collective is uh, like a landing spot, like a, a place where uh, artisans and producers of local locally made goods can have a place to sell their ware. So tell us a little bit about Collective. Yeah, so it all started um, basically as little pop-ups at a tea shop that used to be on our block called Tea's Tea Shop. Shout out. Um, we used to hold pop-ups, so a few local artisans would come out, um, and then once it kind of became a thing, we moved into a space right down the street, which is where we've been, although we're called a pop-up shop, because we weren't sure if we would bounce around different locations. We've been there for five years. What? This November is actually our fifth anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. Oh, that's so exciting. Because it, it's, it's stressful because you have a lot of independent artists, right, producers of, of different goods, uh, and then, you know, the, the stability of having a brick-and-mortar shop, having to pay rent and utilities, it, it can be it, it can be daunting. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, selling other people's product when you know it's good product is not the stressful part. Sure, it's having my own product in stock that's proved to be the most stressful really? part. <laughs> and yeah. tell folks what you produce. Um, so I make candles. Um, I've been doing it since 2015 when there were only two other candle brands in the Chicagoland area. Ooh. And now what? there's... Come on. 200. No. Which is great it because is great. it's yes. really taken off. Yes. It's really taken off. Yeah. So I have... Uh, so one of the things... I can't remember if it was you that told me because I'm not allowed to have a burning wick at work, right? So what I do, I bought a coffee warmer and that just that melts the wax and so you can have the smell so i have i bought fig and what i've been using lately because of the holiday was the pumpkin uh, the pumpkin candle so good yeah that yeah, was, it's, really it's a favorite for sure. It's the pumpkin spice. Yeah, I mean, it's good for, you know, holiday of any kind, whether it's Christmas, whether it's any kind of fall celebration. Absolutely. And then yeah. in my, in my uh, bathroom, I, so you, I think he was only at one of the markets, but the stained glass nightlights. Uh, I have yeah. a Chicago flag in my bathroom, which I love. Yeah. Interestingly enough, that's David, who used to own T's Tea Shop. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. I, he's originally a stained glass artist. Artist. His family's been doing it for, I don't know, I want to say like 40 years. Um, I used to share our storefront with them. Uh, their workspace used to be in the back of our shop, and okay. we were just in the front. Um, and they had their showroom next door, uh, which is now a pet doggy wash, self-wash, okay. um, which is really great. We love seeing all the dogs. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's how that came about. So he's back to... 
to stained glass and uh, purple rose glass, I believe, on it's Instagram. Check them out. Purple rose glass. Okay, tell us a little bit some of the, about some of the vendors that uh, that make the, the jewelry and clothing. And because uh, I know I've bought a scarf from yes. uh, from Jacqueline Crawford, Sunday Crochet yes. Company. Mm-hmm. Sunday like the dessert and also her dog, <laughs> um, who also runs the pet treasure box project, or the rather the treasure box project um also on facebook uh check them out it's it's a really great thing that she started during the pandemic originally where she would put out literally just a bin Mm -hmm. with items that were necessities at the time for neighbors and it's blown up to i i don't know if i'll get the number right but eight boxes there's i know there's one across the park from me uh our friend our neighbor bob simpson runs that one Mm -hmm. i know there's one right off of uh, milwaukee avenue and she had that one vandalized and was able to uh get a new one early on my husband and i and my son we did uh, deliveries because she was we were going in the neighborhoods that didn't have access to the far northwest side, and I think she's yeah. The, my block, my hood gave her a grant mm-hmm. to uh, support that work. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, so it's blown up. I, I want to say locations, um, which includes uh, we host the pet treasure box mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, so yeah, just great effort. So that's one of our makers. She's been there since day one. Really, um, I think we had maybe twelve people when we opened. Now I think we have fifty four or five vendors. Uh, We do specialize in local, um, some that are super local to us, um, as in like Jefferson Park, Portage Park area, would be Rada Handmade, which is the jewelry. Um, We also have Purple Rose Glass, as I mentioned. Um, I know I'll forget someone. Um, Portage Park Tea, which uh, used to be next door to us. Um, They moved in, so they have a space uh, with us now in our shop and uh, yeah I mean we do have quite a few that rotate so there's some seasonal folks but we have lots of artwork like Joe Mills shout out to Joe um, who is a full time teacher and like does this as a side hustle and has the most amazing Chicago themed artwork he's worked for like the Chicago Marathon and uh, some museums and doing commissions like that uh, Russ Muitz is another artist Sorum Prince City uh, I love he the, does. Uh, does he do the tea towels? Who does the tea? He t- does uh, not the tea towels. He does the manhole cover art. Oh, that's right. which is amazing. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he had an exhibit at Percolator at one point. Um, yeah, just an amazing, um, amazing artist. He travels nationwide now too, which is amazing to see. Um, the tea towels is Andrea Green. Uh, she's on Etsy, and they're all block printed, hand printed uh, by hand. So we feature her a lot. Um, she's now, I, I think it's Belmont Cragen is the area that she's in now. She used to be based out of Melrose Park. Okay. Um, so she's moved even closer to us, which we love. Um, and then we have a couple of folks that do greeting cards, which used to be in Chicago, and they've moved out to Cali, but. Oh, really? Found We're keeping them. Yeah, yes. I know. And everyone, yeah. so everyone can go to Collective, Collective Chicago. It's Collective without the E, CollectiveChicago.com. And it says here that there are classes and workshops, too. Are you guys doing classes and workshops? or We did um, a few right now, everyone's schedule. It's usually makers that host them. Uh, so right now with everyone's schedule for the holidays, uh, yeah. with one of a kind and all these different markets going on, we've had to postpone them. 
uh, but we'll probably kick it back up in January when things slow down sure. a little bit. And then for like Easter and Mother's Day, I think we'll have a few things going on. One of the things that I wish I had started learning how to do, and I obviously I could do it uh, at some point if I just With all your focused, free time. Yeah, all my free time is knitting, though. I remember one time I was at a spelling bee uh, and one of the my son was in the spelling bee and I saw this other mom who was like really nervous. Like I was like, like holding, you know, when you see your kid on stage and you're, you know, trying to will them, uh, you know, to, hoping that they'll do well, you know, well. Uh, but I saw this woman knitting. I'm like, that would be amazing to be able to just knit through this whole thing and have something to do. But there's so many great artists. I'm going to take a break in just a moment. Uh, I want to find out what the plans are for uh, Small Business Saturday as well as going into the holiday season and how folks can, uh, you know, you mentioned that there's our artists doing uh, specific orders, like personalized orders right now or is it I don't know if you mentioned custom uh, not custom with us at this particular moment yeah, it's a little uh, close to the holiday yeah it's yeah. a little close to the holidays so they have enough on their plate but uh, if you uh, do visit our website we do list uh, different artists and you can kind of find out if you want something personalized directly reach out to them uh, as well we do personalize we do free gift wrap oh nice um, and we'll write little notes include little cards with messages and things like that so if you want to to order online or just come into the store. We'll wrap everything up uh, as quickly as possible and get you on your way. Yeah. And how many folks are, is it, is it your, uh, who, who are the, so like, so what's the uh, the folks that are running Collective? Are you the the grand poopa? poopa? It's just me. You're the president, um, so, president CEO, and uh, general manager of And Collective. custodian and uh, shipping agency and accounts so receiving. you're crazy busy too, so don't say that I don't have a lot of time because I see you everywhere as well. I try. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sorry. No, uh, no absolutely. Sorry, I mean, your the farmers markets. <laughs> I love doing the farmers markets. It was I was and it was so nice to be back in the park. Yeah. And then we have uh, we'll talk about the pop ups that we have coming up with the Sunday market as well. We are hanging out with Lily. Well, Lily, what's your last name? Stoyanova. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Stoyanova. Did I get it? Close. Yeah. Oh, oh right. you did. Uh, Absolutely. Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> just just trying to repeat exactly what you said. <laughs> trying to get it there. We'll take a break here and catch up on traffic and continue our conversation with Lilia from Collective. And I'll read off some of the great uh, events happening tomorrow for Small Business Saturday. Shop local, folks. Support the businesses in your community. Support uh, local artisans and producers, uh, folks that are bringing you cl- great artwork and clothing and jewelry, teas and candles. Uh, some, so many great ways to uh, spend your money for the holiday. If you're going to buy a gift, buy it from someone local. More in a moment on Driving at Home with me, Patty Vasquez. Listen to the Tom Hartman Radio Program every weekday from 11 to 2 right here on WCPT 820, where facts matter. WCPT 820, Chicago's progressive talk, where facts matter. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible Democratic Socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at A&S Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Grand Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. On January 6, 2021, followers of Trump and something called QAnon attempted a coup at the United States Capitol. Who are these people? I want to live with the QAnon girl. I could be happy the rest of my life with a QAnon girl. Believer of 
willing to follow the directions of their leaders, no matter how irrational or insane or stupid they may be. She likes crazy leaders. She likes worshiping. She learned from a young age to believe anything. She's my QAnon girl. She voted for Trump twice, she bows at his feet. He promised her he'd kill the liberal elite for my QAnon girl. Here is what is expected of the members of a cult. Excessively zealous and unquestioning commitment to the leader and to the leader's belief system, ideology, and practices as if they were the absolute truth, the absolute law. The leader dictates how members should act, think, and feel. And, of course, whether acts of treason are really patriotism. She's out at the Capitol now, getting maced right now. She's never been denied. Or maybe she's entitled and white, 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 Lily White. Lily. Lilia, that's not. We're not talking about Lilia, Lily White, uh, and Steve Goody's song. Uh, the uh, that's from his album, My Pandemic Vacation. That was my QAnon girl. Uh, Lilia joins us in studio. We're talking about small businesses, uh, Small Business Saturday in particular. But uh, you, we have a, a trolley event coming up for the Northwest Side businesses. Tell us about that for December tenth. Uh, it is not the trolley. Oh, it's not. Uh, you'll have to walk. It's literally oh, so called the things. IABD okay. Holiday Walk. I know. There's too many now yes. to, to keep track of. So the Irving Austin Business District, which is uh, percolator and surrounding businesses, um, they graciously kind of took us under their wing when we started. Um, so we're a couple blocks away from... Irving and Austin specifically, but we always participate. So yeah. shout out and thanks to Percolator for kind of paving the way there um, on that corridor. They um, uh, are part of the Irving Austin Business District. There's a Facebook group and an Instagram account uh, if you'd like to follow Irving Austin underscore business district, uh, where different businesses like Dahlia Blooms, Cash's Bridal, um, Shorty Styles, Bistro 6050, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Midwest uh, Buy and Sell, which is a guitar shop Ooh. as well. Yeah, I mean, it, there's just so many fun, fun things. Um, they had to participate. And then we always raffle off uh, awesome prizes for um, those who attend. There's also going to be Santa at Percolator. Nice. The real Santa. Right. Um, for photos and fun um, for the whole family. Uh, and then we'll be doing pet photos uh, at Collective uh, as well with Santa. Um, so we're pet friendly. So definitely oh, cool. bring your pets, bring your kids, bring the whole fam as well. Uh, and it'll be December 10th from 12 to 3 p.m. And it's a great, it's a great little, it's a great walk. You start at Percolator or wherever you want to start, but you can grab your coffee, grab a breakfast sandwich. Uh, they've got such great food there. And yeah. and, so, and they roast their own coffee. Uh, Kasha's Bridal, you can stop in. And oh, did you stop at Percolator first? Nice. <laughs> Which, uh, what's your favorite uh, with their their seasonal coffees? Oh, you go gosh. With the I am so basic, so I just stick with the light roast mm-hmm. black. Okay. But I do love the Harvest Moon latte and just really all of their lattes. I think their seasonal menus kind of change every year, so there's always something new. But, um, yeah, the coffee's always been great. It's always my go-to. Um, yeah. I also love the uh, a lot of their... Um, 
seasonal soups too. They always have good fresh soup, mm. and they're like vegan, vegetarian, all that good stuff too. So yeah, yeah absolutely yummy. And what do you have planned for tomorrow for a Small Business Saturday? So we will be open from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Okay. Uh, we're at 5743 West Irving Park. And we have sales. We have um, all our greeting cards are a dollar each. Normally they're what? like between uh, like five and seven dollars. Uh, so we're doing that. And then we have uh, one dollar stickers. Uh, we have buy one get half off uh, the second. So BOGO half off on uh, select jewelry uh, as well as the candles and home fragrance. Uh, we have 20, 30 percent off apparel and other jewelry as well that's not part of the BOGO go half off. Uh, we have scarves for like $5. So lots and lots of, uh, of deals for sure. Artwork is 20% off as well. So I mentioned uh, Russ and Joe um, are some of our favorite local artists. So lots of Chicago themed artwork, all 20% off. And so and w- if, if people can't make it out tomorrow for Small Business Saturday, is is a store open or is it by appointment to come in traditionally? Uh, it is absolutely open. We did do appointments during uh, sort of pandemic times and a little bit so after you're, as so well. You're all open again. But we're all Yay! open Wednesday through Saturday, 12 to 6 are our regular hours, uh, which expand in December. So this Sunday will be open from 12 to 3 as well. And folks can shop online. We do offer free local delivery. So if you're about three and a half miles from 60634, we'll drive your order what? over to you. Yeah. You are busy. Yeah. Yeah. You're crazy. Busy. I'm also the delivery driver, so I was gonna, if I, I was, ever mess up your address. Mm-hmm. I figured that you might be the delivery person as well, uh, having worked with you for years at the the Jefferson Park Sunday Market, which we have one coming up in December as well. Yeah. Is it December? I think it's the 11th. Th- that, sounds, uh, that sounds right, yes, because it's a Sunday. Yes, I got it. That sounds right. And it will be at the Irish American Heritage. Are we at the Copernicus Center or Irish American? I think I it's at the Irish American we I love I love both locations. I love all of our locations because we if we if it's warm out and things are going well, we are at the Jefferson Park over on Lawrence and Long. When uh, we, you know, is it, yes, Copernicus. It's the, it's the yeah. Copernicus. I'm so glad. December I asked. 11th, and then Copernicus Center, uh, 5214 West Lawrence Avenue, Jefferson Park Sunday Market. And that's another. Again, as you go along, I, I would really I can't stress this enough, folks. You you know that I'm a total dork for local. Local provide you know whether it's food or cocktails or uh, gifts and clothing. Please, I mean, there's nothing better than being able to know that you're supporting somebody in the neighborhood, right? Absolutely. As you mentioned, one of the many of the artists that you work with and and folks that make goods live in the area, uh, and and maybe they move to Los Angeles or California, wherever they they go for warmer climates because they're tired of shoveling. But these are all Chicago-based, uh, prov- uh, whether it's uh, producers. or or artist, right? Absolutely. Another local person I almost forgot is uh, Kim Nicasio from Neighborhood Goods. Also, another super local. I mean, she like literally lives two blocks from the shop. Yeah. Um, and she does all Chicago themed items. Um, I think she'll be at the Jefferson Park Sunday Market as well. I know she does the indoor ones as well as some of the outdoor ones. So outstanding. Yeah, lots of local folks. I do have good news for you as well for an event that you uh, were a big supporter of, which was our, our 
comedy nights at Tata's on Irving Park Road. So at the Kitchen and Social, we're going to be doing a fundraiser on December 8th to support Kids Above All. So it's a Thursday night. It's going to be a great show. Um, but it's, it's a great way for you to... I, I just you, you just look so relaxed when you would come to comedy night. You just look I so happy. I do with my giant margarita, which <laughs> the first one I jokingly said, give me the biggest margarita you have. Yeah. Jokingly. And they literally gave me <laughs> what looked like a pan. Yes. Like a, a glass bowl. It was crazy. Of margaritas. Even one of the feature acts um, commented yeah. on look, how cute it was. You yeah. look like you were going to do a backstroke in that thing. I was like, oh, look at Lilia going for a swim in her margarita. <laughs> Uh, so let me see um, what, uh, yeah, so we, I, I'm confirming it with, uh, they're going to have ads and everything up tomorrow for Tata's uh, nice. for the event on uh, des- on December 8th. So that's on Thursday. And I think we might be going, we're doing fundraisers for all of uh, January because get people out once, you know, because there's so much going on right now with shopping. We're talking to Lilia uh, from Collective on Irving Park Road, right? Yep. And the address again for tomorrow? 5743 West Irving Park Road. 5743 West Irving Park Road. They're going to be open all day tomorrow. And then they have an event uh, coming up on December 10th for the uh, Irving, Irving Austin Business District. And you can go, sh- you can get some coffee. You can stop at uh, is, uh, what's the thrift store. Oh, uh, Greater Goods Community. Yes. Yes. Greater Community Goods. I'm sorry. I'm butchering it. I'm I should know way. it. Hello. Yeah. Welcome to my party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're way. right across the street. Uh, formerly Thrift and Thrive. So if you know where Thrift and Thrive used to be there in their place. Mm-hmm. Great local um, thrift shop. I mean, they have amazing deals. They, all holiday stuff. All festive right now. Well, you mentioned that you've had uh, Collective since 2015. Is that right? Is it the right day? Uh, no. Oh, uh, I started as a maker um, in 2015, and then Collective came about probably about 2017. Okay. I believe, yeah. Uh, so we... Uh, We've been we've been there for five years now for five holiday seasons. What inspired you to start making candles? You're like I. Gosh. Have you, when you were a kid, were you melting other candles down to make your own scents? Were you doing- absolutely not? No. This is how this started. Okay. Okay. I took a soap making class just for fun, and then the woman who taught the soap making class, I did it with a friend, also did a candle making class, and I was like, this is super fun. Um, you know, I let's do another one. And then I was like, oh, this is super fun. So it started as a hobby. Okay. As most things do. Sure. And then I started doing little markets here and there. And then just kind of, I don't know. By the time I knew it, I had a storefront for some reason. <laughs> well, I know right. why. I it was to get yep. things out of my kitchen at home and like free up my living space. But yeah, it's... It's been a journey. And yeah. so what was the, what, what inspired you then to go from making your own to inviting other artists to collaborate and uh, have a, one spot, one landing spot or one destination for folks? Well, really meeting other creatives from the Chicagoland area. It's kind of a, a community. I'm sure you know with the farmer's markets, everyone's kind of like a family. I mean, we see each other like at least once a week. And if you do multiple farmer's markets, you'll see these people multiple times a week all summer long. Right. So um, it just kind of made sense to offer the neighborhood something that, I mean, obviously local goods in Edgebrook has been a staple um, for a long time, but they weren't exactly Portage Park. They weren't exactly like where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, Repshy, another great, amazing business over by Six Corners. 
ish. Um, you know, uh, specializing in in local uh, wares. They they make their own stuff. They're awesome. Uh, check them out. Repshire in Milwaukee. Um, yeah. It just was something that I think the community really wanted because they were so supportive of our little pop-ups at the tea shop. Um, so I figured, hey, uh, you know, we have so many empty storefronts. Yes. Why not, you know, try something? And uh, we originally started as a holiday pop-up. And, I mean, we had just a great community support. And people asked, will you still be here after the holidays? So we figured, hey, why not? I love that. And we've that. been there. Yeah, I love that. And where did you grow up, Lily? I've never asked. Um, so my family is from Bulgaria, mm-hmm. uh, but we moved to Chicago in 1998. And uh, we used to live in Jefferson Park, uh, right by like Higgins and Lawrence, so right there. Um, and now, uh, you know, then in 2004, we moved down to Portage Park. Uh, right by Irving and Menard, which is where the shop is. Okay. Um, yeah, so we've been there. What made your family choose Chicago? You know, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> you're, you're I think. Like, why here? Well, we had friends who lived here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think my, my parents just figured, hey, you know, let's give this a try. An opportunity came about and uh, we moved here and uh, we've been here ever since. I love that. Well, and, and I and again, I always wonder. I, I'm always fascinated with with folks' stories about how they you know end up in a neighborhood. You know, for, I mean, the same thing. I think with my family choosing uh, Norwood Park when I was little. My dad knew a, a guy who owned a. If you know a guy, he knew a guy who owned a building. They had a vacant apartment, and that's always you know kind of the backstory to things. And and I I've just I've always loved the Northwest Side. I just know it better than I know anywhere else you know i try i try well my parents originally moved us to um gold coast oh wow and that was not working out for anyone i mean my dad would just go nuts looking for parking (laughs) every night and they were like okay far northwest (laughs) side it is yeah there's 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 more parking over here i would say for sure how old were you when you moved from bulgaria oh um 12 or 13, oh, so, I think. So where yeah. did you end up going to high school? I went to Lane Tech. Have we talked about this? Maybe. Like class of 89, go Lane. Yeah, just saying. Oh, four. I'm just, but, yeah, you know, that's yeah. fine. That's, yeah. We don't have to fight. <laughs> did you Did you have to have uh, the shop classes? If you graduated in 2004, I don't think that they had as many shop classes by then. It was a requirement, but you got to choose. It was between, like, shop or um, drafting. And I picked Either drafting. Really? Yeah. We had we had to have both. We had to have shop classes and drafting. I don't know how I got away from that. You chose but I mean, drafting? I, yeah. How, did you like drafting? I did, actually. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because right. it's not easy. No. I, we mostly had to do, like, the threads on a screw. Like, we had to do, like, all the different angles to every... Yeah, it sounds like you had more fun doing your drafting than we did. <laughs> I really hated drafting. I, hate, I I actually enjoyed wood shop, machine shop, electric shop. Foundry was the worst. That was pouring molten metal into casts. I feel like it, that sounds really fun to me. It was horrifying. It was because you have to make the sand is exactly like you can't have any bumps in it, otherwise it ruins the cast. Yeah, it was horrible. It what was, kind of sand did you guys use? It, was, it looked like, like dirt. clay or it, something. Oh yeah, no, yeah, oh, no. I, I'm sure it was some sort of sand, but it was. They had like these big troughs that we had to scoop the dirt onto the floor, and we had to like use a shovel to like break it up and make sure it was absolutely fine. What year was this? This is 19, <laughs> 1988. 1987. I would have been a, a sophomore. 
so maybe 80, yeah, 86, 87. And there were three steps to the class. You had to make the cast, the, the mold, with this molten metal. And I had a crush on the boy who ran the furnace. But there's no way to look good with like dirt and sweat. And like a, we had these big, heavy aprons. And yeah, it was horrifying. And then we had to have uh, the next class was like the, the finishing, like making it pure, like as, as smooth as possible. And then the next one was like paint. It was it was a lot. It was. I loved Lane though. I, yeah, I, I, it was a great school. Yeah, we, we, huge school. <laughs> huge. Yeah. Did you ever make it to class on time? Like once? I am masterful at getting through really big crowds. I'm sure you are. I look down. I look down. I watch people's feet. So I try to find patterns. Like I still do this. I'll show Griffin. Like I'm like here. Just follow me, and I get through crowds. It, I mean, like it was a four minute passing period. You know, they have. I think it's up to six minutes. Like they've extend, they've extended the passing Spoiled. period. Spoiled. I know. Yeah. I. It, Anyway, go lane. Go lane. L A L A L A N E T E. I'm I'm a dork. Sorry. Do you still know the song? Oh God. Go no. lane to you will every true. Be fearless and bold for the myrtle and the gold. Go lane. <laughs> like no, that's what is myrtle? Really? I will not sing. <laughs> Or you will never get your viewers and listeners back. That's not a problem. So let's remind folks before we wrap up and uh, and send you off to prepare for Small Business Saturday. Uh, what time does the shop open at? 50, was it 5743 North, uh, West Irving Park Road? Yes. Yes. So we open at 10 a.m. tomorrow and we close at 8 p.m. or until people leave. <laughs> it's just 8 o'clock or get out. If you're still here, we won't. We're not going to let the doors on, folks, but people are still coming in. And then for uh, the event, for the Irving Austin uh, business uh, it's going to be yeah. district is going to be on December 10th and uh, you can go to Percolator Cautious Bridles uh, Greater Goods Thrift uh, there's a ton of great Dahlia stores. Blooms yes yeah which is a great flower shop and uh Bistro 6050 uh, is usually a participant. Uh, Midwest Buy and Sell. Oh, yes. That's yeah. a great shop, too. Yeah, absolutely. I know I'm forgetting someone. A friend Sorry, of mine guys. bought a vintage uh, typewriter from that place. Yes. Oh, that's cool. They've got all kinds of art from all over the world, too. It's wonderful. And then the next day, on December 11th, we will be at the Jefferson Park Sunday Market at Copernicus Center. Uh, we'll have, uh, again, more locally made goods. Uh, we've got the candles from uh, from Lilia. And there's tea and uh, uh, maybe stained glass jewelry for sure. I don't know if you're stained oh, yeah. glass guys. Uh, I can't remember if he was at the last one. That's a good question. Yeah, let's find out. We I... don't know until the day of. <laughs> Who's going to be here? So come find out with us. And for the website, it's Collective, Collective Chicago. There's no E on Collective. Uh, CollectiveChicago.com. And uh, Lilia, thank you for running in today and hanging out thank with you. me. Thanks, Patty. Of course. Anytime. Let me. We're going to take a break here and then I'll wrap up in just a moment. Don't forget, I'll be in Rockford at Francesca's. I'm going to jump into the car after this. Whiskey a cookie is live right now. I'm not on it, but on my Patty Vasquez show page, uh, you can join them there. And uh, and I'm, I'm going to tell you about another event coming up tomorrow. And you don't have to leave, by the way, Lilia. You can hang out with me. I just, we have to clear out at uh, 657. So I'm going to do this real quick. Here we go. The Hal Sparks Radio Program. They don't have to refund if the land gets taken back. So I think they are just sacrificing Russian soldiers for this Pez dispenser of Russian cash over and over and over they're reclaiming this land. They get paid for taking the land. They lose it. And then they get paid for taking it again. And they're not even doing the fighting themselves. It's grotesque. Hal Sparks. Saturdays from 11 to 1 on WCPT 820. Chicago's Progressive Talk. This is WCPT 820, where facts matter. We're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. 
to thank our guests today to uh, highlight Small Business Saturday. Our friend Faye at Doty Liquors, our friend Lilia from Collective, uh, creating a space for artists and local uh, local producers all over the Chicagoland area to uh, sell their items and uh, give you an opportunity to support small businesses. Uh, Myrtle is the green. Class of 70, last of the all year. I bet you have stories from the 847. Thank you for that text. We also have uh, a great event happening to, uh, tomorrow. That's November 26th. Tomorrow for Small Business Saturday, our friends at Thornton Distillery, you heard me mention that with uh, with Doty Liquors, our friend Faye, I was telling her about Thornton Distilling Company. It's at 400 East Margaret Street there in Thornton, Illinois, and you can uh, they are going to have a vintage market. So you can jo- stop by tomorrow and shop at Midwest Best Vintage Venters and Makers. There's going to be 25 vendors of uh, people. They've got vintage clothing, uh, home goods, and uh, unique oddities, and so much more. So a portion of the proceeds will be benefiting and new, which provide an organization that provides caring and confidential help to victims of domestic violence. So that's an organization that we should all know more about. Their their professional counselors and advocates understand the dynamics of domestic violence. So you, that's located in Homewood, Illinois. That's a new, and that's the organization that the vintage market at Distil- the Thornton Distillery will be benefiting tomorrow. So stop by there and uh, grab a wonderful cocktail and say hi to our friends at Thornton Distillery. We've got to run. I'll be in Rockford tonight at Francesca's at Laugh Factory on Sunday at 7 o'clock. Lady B, thank you so much. Have a wonderful evening. And you can join me right now in just a moment on uh, Whiskey and a Cookie, uh, actually, as Elliot and Adam are already there. Good night, everybody. I'll just, do I do, do you want me to fire a commercial or you just want to take it? You'll take it? Bye, everybody.